What if your marriage has got to the point where it's just really, really bad and you may be going towards a divorce? Can God do something about that? Well, yes, He can. Let's talk about it in today's episode of the Hope for Healing Faithful Living Podcast. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas, and thank you for joining me today. We continue to talk about marriage. We talk about how God is good and how God wants to be part of our marriage and actually save our marriage. Now, I want to begin by saying our goal should not be to have a good marriage, but instead it should be to have the goal of having a godly marriage, a marriage that not only honors God, but a marriage that where both spouses commit to following God's will, looking into Jesus, following his plan, and dependent on God's grace to live it out. Too often we live our lives and then go to God when we get in trouble. And many marriages are like that. They just live their lives thinking they're doing what they think they should be doing instead of going to the Word to see what God says. What does a spouse do? What does a wife do? What does a husband do? What is the goal for the marriage? What is the goal to for the children and the family? See, we don't look to God the way we should. And then our marriage gets in trouble and we go to God asking for help. Now, God is merciful, but we need to understand He has a plan. From the very beginning, He's had a plan of what a marriage is to be like and how it works, how to have a wonderful, loving marriage and a peaceful home. So we should, the whole time we're married, even before we get married, we should be looking unto God, looking to his word to see what his will is concerning marriage, concerning families, concerning husbands and concerning wives. We look to see his plan and we trust him for his guidance and as I said, his grace to live it out. I once heard a minister say, there's never been one divorce where both walked in love. That caught my attention. Now, of course, he was talking about walking in love the way that God tells us to, the way that God intends us to. And I believe that what he said is correct. He said, if both will walk in love the way that God intends us to do it, then there'll never be a divorce. You see, Jesus is Lord. Now, when we come to God, we come to him through Christ, accepting Jesus as Lord. But we need to understand that Jesus should be Lord of our marriage too, Lord of our home. He guides and directs what is done within the marriage, what is said within the marriage, how the marriage moves, how the marriage just bees. Jesus is to do that. He's Lord, and we submit to him, not just with our own lives, but with our marriage and with our family. And if we do that, our marriage will flourish. God wants the best for you. He wants the best for me, and he wants the best for our marriages. He wants our marriages to be something wonderful that that catches people's attention. They say, wow, look at that marriage. And then we give God the honor for how wonderful the marriage is. That's what I want to do. Isn't that what you want to do? Have a marriage that people see it? And it catches their attention because they see how you love and respect and honor each other, how you enjoy each other. And then you tell them, well, our marriage is this way because of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, we talked in our last episode about how in Exodus chapter 15, God had turned the bitter water into sweet by instructing Moses to get the log or the tree and cast it into the water. And when that was done, the bitter water, the water they could not drink, the water that was not good for them, turned into sweet water, water that was refreshing. 
And that tree represented the redemptive work of Christ because Christ, as you remember, was hung on the cross when he was crucified. He was hung on that tree. Now, in the same way, God can take a bitter or even failing marriage and make it into something sweet, something wonderful. If we will seek him in his ways and know the reality of Christ's redemptive work, his life-changing work, if we'll know the reality of that, it can be the reality in our marriage as well. I want to quickly go over again, Genesis chapter 15, what happened next. I know we talked about it last time, but I want to talk about it again. Exodus 15, verse 25. It says, Therefore the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there he tested them. And here's the rule, or here's the statute. He says, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases upon you that are put upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Amen. So here's the statute. Here's the rule. If we diligently listen to his voice and do what his voice or his word says and keep it in front of our eyes and keep it in the midst of our hearts and keep listening to it and doing what it says, then we won't experience the things that cause illness, sickness, and disease. We won't experience it. This is what he's saying. And if we do, we see from other scriptures, if we do experience it, we can just ask God for forgiveness if we missed it and believe for his grace and mercy to walk in health. But the same thing goes for a marriage, the same statute, the same rule. Here's what I'm telling you. If, if you want God to be real in your marriage, then you have to look to his word consistently continually listen to his voice, which is his word and do what his word says and do it with a willing heart. You know, Genesis chapter 15, it talks about if you will do what the word says with a willing heart, then you'll eat the good of the land. Sometimes we do things and we don't have the right attitude. You know, we see we are to love our spouse. So then we just kind of act like it but we don't mean it from our heart. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to hear what he says, and then with a willing heart, a want-to heart, do his word. Do his word. And that's making Jesus Lord over our marriage. Just as God wants us to know that he's healer of our bodies, he wants us to know he's healer of our minds, our hearts, and our marriages, and our families. And just as physical healing comes from the word, so does healing for our marriage. Let's look at Psalms 107, verse 20. It says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Boy, marriages can be like that, distressful and troubling. In verse 20, he sent out his word and healed them. Healed them from what? The trouble and the distress. And delivered them from the destruction. You know, some marriages are just falling apart. It's destructing. It's like a bomb going off. But his word heals him. Verse 21, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. God wants to intervene, but we have to look to him. We have to humble ourselves before him. We have to say that he's Lord, not just of our lives, but of our marriage. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. It says this, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves 
and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. A lot of times in marriages, both spouses have did things that were wrong, have fallen short. We all fall short. That's why we need the grace of God. But if we will humble ourselves and come to him and say, God, I need you. I need you. I'm seeking you. Show me your ways, God. Give me your grace. Then he will forgive and he will heal, even marriages. I don't care what kind of shape your marriage is in. If you want it to be saved and if you're willing to humble yourself and seek God, if you're willing to turn from your wicked ways, which includes not putting God first in your marriage to begin with, if you'll do that, then God will come in and do a wondrous work in your life and in your marriage. First step, humble yourself. Second step, seek God. Seek his truth, his will, his mercy, his grace. And it, as this stuff is being revealed to you, his truth, it's going to shine the light on the things that you've been doing wrong. And when you see that, be quick to say, God, I missed it. I see now that I was wrong in this area. I ask for your forgiveness. And he will forgive you. He will forgive you. And he'll heal your marriage. Now, I want to tell you, once you really start seeking God, you'll be amazed at how much mercy God has shown you because you're going to start to realize how much you've been doing wrong. Let me read you a couple more scriptures about the goodness and forgiveness of God. Psalms 86 verse 5 from the World English Bible. It says, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive, abundant in loving kindness to all those who call upon you. I don't know what you're going through today, but he's ready to forgive you. He's ready. That's what it says. Psalms 145 verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. You feel like God's distant? No, he's not. If you call on him, he's right there. That's what his word says. So is your marriage over? Not if you don't want it to be. Not if your spouse doesn't want it to be. What about the, the same things that you've been fighting over year after year after year? Can God change that? Yes, he can. But you have to submit to him. You have to give it to him. You have to give yourself to him. Look to his word to see what his truth is. Look to his word. God is a good God and he's faithful. In our next couple of episodes, we're going to talk more specific about what the Word says, how God sees a marriage and what our roles are and what He wants us to do. So if you're struggling in your marriage, you hold on. Hold on to God and don't quit. There is hope because of Jesus. Again, my name is Tim Dumas. Thank you for being here today. God loves you. He is good. He's ready to forgive. He's ready to heal. Hope this has been a blessing. Until next time, may God's riches and best be.